You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Good morning, everyone. Paul Fasolakis, Salvatore Cusmano, Brad Weisgerber. We are inside real estate. Uh, we've got a very, very, very special guest, Renee Acho. I don't say your middle name. I remember, Lacio. Lacio. Uh, was that your? Was that it's your, my maiden name? It's your Lacio, maiden name. Yeah. Got it. Okay. My dad gets mad if we don't use that. Totally understand. Totally understandable. So today's a very, very, very special day for another reason. It is Mr. Salvatore Cusmano's <laughs> birthday. Yay! Thank you. Yeah, how old are you, Sal? 30. 30. 30. Yeah. Oh, my 30. God. Very successful dude for 30 Slowing years old. Slowing down. Yeah. <laughs> Slowing yeah. down. Don't say that. Yeah. Arthritis <laughs> starts setting in around 35. You'll be all right. 20s yeah. were heaven. 20s were great. Heaven, yeah. 30s will be better for but you, man. Today we turned a page. Yeah, today's a different page. Uh, uh, we have a really good show today. Uh, we're going to hit on some topics. Zillow teaming up with Keller Williams. Uh, that's going to be really interesting. I, I don't know that it's necessarily like that, but we'll talk about it. Stock market took a poop yesterday. It went, uh, dropped 800 points. And Airbnb getting into the home building business. So uh, before we get started, please go to uh, our website, irepodcast.com. Uh, uh, go to Stitcher. Go to all the podcast places. Like us, share. We appreciate it. That's the particulars. Renee. Renee Acho is the owner at Keller Williams Domain, one of the top agents in the area by far, uh, does really good work, been in the business for 12 years. You've been recognized by Cranes, Our Magazine, Wall Street Journal as a top 1% producer, tons of awards. I'm not going to inflate your head any bigger <laughs> than it already is. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but no, Renee's a, a very top tier agent. She's been in the business for a while. You were a teacher at one point. I was. I yeah. started out my life as a high school teacher and taught at Farmington High School uh, for about 10 years. And then life took me on a journey that I didn't expect. And here I am. Um, never expected to do anything other than teaching. But yeah. you make plans and, you know. Yeah. It's really interesting because teaching and real estate, I mean, very different There's professions. Of, totally different professions. Yeah. I mean, you know. My wife's a teacher, by the way. It's, it's a worthless career. I have to think it was. I thought it it's was. Yeah, it was worthless. my passion. Um, I uh, loved it, yeah. but it's it's difficult. And you know, for me, there were some changes in my personal life and some health issues with a, a child that turned into a need for real financial stability. And, yeah. Um, you just you go where you go where life takes you. Yeah, and, that's the unfortunate reality for. And I was joking. The te- I mean, teachers are very underpaid, undervalued, underutilized. I my, I know from my wife, and so obviously, like I'm like I'm trying to like, babe. Could, Real estate, maybe? <laughs> it's funny because you'd, you'd be surprised how many ex-teachers yeah. are real estate agents. Yeah. And a lot of people say that they make it's – it's a good combination because there's something about – I think the method, you know, the way that you method what you do as a teacher in the same, you know, approach. I will, can apply. I will tell you that the teaching uh, system itself is so broken. There's so much broken about so many of our systems. Yeah, I mean, right. quite frankly, you know, you leave anything like that in the hands of government strictly and you have inefficiencies that can't be really dealt with. So it's it's a struggle for teachers. You're fighting a lot of different battles. Mm-hmm. And what your real intent is, is to help kids learn. And that doesn't seem to be what's offered. So it's no. hard. It, it becomes... It becomes something that I think a lot of the, the really strong teachers get burnt out of quickly. Yeah, because it's frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to your point, I think, you know, being a teacher is great experience for real estate because you have to teach your clients. You got to teach, you know, the, those who work with you or under you as far as like your team goes. And it's There's a lot of education hard. I mean, it, in, in real estate. I think people underestimate how hard it is to teach someone what you do. 
it, it's very hard. And I, and I think that that is one of the components that lacks in my industry. Um, much like any kind of brokerage system, you have people who can get a license for a very reasonable cost. I mean, it's probably under $500 when all is said and done to get your real estate license. And then you go and, and you, um, can basically walk in anywhere and get hired. And just at that point, it depends on the brokerage that you're at, what they're going to do to educate you. Most of them just give you the seat, give you the book and say, hey, you go know, have at it. it. Go online, figure out what you need Here's to do. A phone book. <laughs> <Yeah>. Basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it used to be a book. It was like a phone book, but it's, there's, there's a very big disconnect. And I think that's what gives a lot of our industry, um, lack of credibility because you have just about anybody can do it, you know, and mm-hmm. I love my favorite phrase from people when they say I'm getting into real estate is, Oh, I wanted to get into real estate because I love houses. Yeah. And I want to tell them, well, then go be a decorator or a builder yeah. because yeah. this is so little about houses. It's more about understanding people's needs and wants mm-hmm. and really helping yep. them to, you know, design what it is that's going to be best. Sometimes they don't even need, but you have to educate your clients. And if you're not an educated agent, you're doing a disservice to your client. And there's a, there's a huge disconnect because the training's not always there. Yeah, right, no. So the training is very important in the industry, and there's not uh, not really a lot of good avenues for it. So, speaking of which, you uh, you started Domain uh, in Birmingham, Michigan. Which, by the way, just so the audience all across the country in Sweden, I, I love you guys in Sweden. Um, Birmingham is kind of a bubble, right? Yes. It's and it, and Keller Williams wasn't really in that part. It was all kind of boutiquey type places, and then all of a sudden Keller Williams opened up their Domain office, which, by the way, is an absolutely stunning office. And it was like, well. Well, let's see how they do. Like, there's a lot of rumblings. Right. Like, oh, they're not going to really make it. Yeah, and and that's absolutely true. When Keller Williams and I, I opened with a group. There's a team of us that did this. But my biggest hesitation was, I had my my market is a high end market. My mm-hmm. average sales over a million dollars for this area. For those of you who are not in Michigan, that's a it's a big number. Yeah. Here. Um, but Keller Williams had tried it and failed several times in these higher end areas yeah. because they are considered more of a lower end um, entry level agent in Michigan. Now, na- nationally, they have a completely different reputation. But right, here, right. for some reason, that seemed to be those offices that opened. Mm-hmm. And so when they came to me and a couple of my other colleagues and they said, we want to do this, we said, well, you have to be luxury. It has to be a luxury arm. You can't just open mm-hmm. a regular KW. And they said, that's what we want to do. And that's why we're coming to you because the few colleagues that they approached um, along with myself were high end boutique agents right. that said, all right, let's platform this. And we as a group created the look, the feel, the fit and became, a, you know, the, the concept was, um, you know, the Lexus to the Toyota or the Lincoln to the Ford. Both can exist, but they have to exist differently. And you, you have to know your audience. Right. You had to rebrand. We did. We rebranded. We pulled a lot of what Keller Williams traditionally had done out and said, this isn't going to work here. And the good news is we collaborated as a team and, and we are now, um, we are the only office in Birmingham that has actually grown. We've grown over 30% this year. Wow. Yeah. So it's been what we're That's doing good. is working. And they gave you that flexibility to kind of take out. Some of their content. So Keller Williams has some, you know, obviously they're going to have some um, very specific parameters as far right. as what you have to do, but they're really flexible. Their whole platform at, at Keller Williams is that you are your own agent and you are going to build your own personal brand and they have a ton of flexibility that allows that. And that does work for certain people, but for what we wanted, we wanted to create a cohesive brand and dual brand. We want to brand our brokerage and of course allow the agent to be branded, but not for one to water down the other. Right. And 
so yes, they gave us the flexibility. We were, we designed and created the components that we felt were paramount to having what looked and felt and, um, works as a luxury brand. And it, it, listen, in two years, we now have 171 agents. So yeah, it's worked for sure. It works. 171 agents. 171 agents. It's a lot of agents. It's a lot of agents. We keep expanding our wow. office because we didn't anticipate this kind of, um, you know, we're of course hopeful and we continue to grow, but, the biggest differentiator, I think, between the brokerages that I have historically been with, and listen, I've been with a few, um, <laughs> they most brokerages are what we talked about. You know, you lead from a broker who might not be as active as an agent, mm-hmm. and they are the the principal, if you will, to yeah. use a school analogy. Keller Williams, our slogan at KW Domain is built by agents for agents. We are all agents. The partners are all agents. We are You're active. We are active and we have um agent leadership council, which is any agent that wants to be a part of it. Ten agents who bring to us daily what their needs, what their wants, what are the strategies. And so it's very much a learning educational environment. Contrary to what we were just talking about, I've never seen anything like this in my career. Had I known this existed and could platform 12 years ago, I'd have a completely different business. It, it makes a big difference when you have a leader that's in the trenches and, and, and active and well, the, knows what's going on. The owners of domain, you, you get their mailers. You know, the owners of another. You, you never know, hear like, them. It's you like, know yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Who's the owner? Yeah. You know, is he, yeah. it, when's the last time he sold a house? Right. He's not. He's collecting checks and saying he'll Golfing. be there. I will tell you Which that it's pretty nice, I'm sure, but yeah, at the same time, it doesn't there. build a long-lasting brokerage. You just right? don't People understand, leave. you know, if you're not out there, you don't <clears> understand. <throat> this is such a moving industry. I mean, it, this target moves, the needle moves every 15 seconds, right? What the market's doing. Is it strong? Is it weak? Is it this? And the trends that are in there and what's happening, if you are not in the thick of it, you can't help the agents around you to build what they're doing. And, and if someone came to you and asked a question about what's a pocket listing or what's this or what's that, it's not that these brokers don't know that, but their their job's a little different than when you're an agent trying to help other agents. They're, they're right, sitting yeah. in a different seat. Well, right now, I, I feel like the biggest thing that I hear amongst agents lately is is complaining about splits. Right. And well, I can go here. I'll all get, the time. you know, 95. I'll, I'll get, get 100. I'll do this. I think it's and then starting to. They do it and they're like, same thing in the mortgage. Oh, man, I don't have any support. I got to do this. What I don't know how right. to do that. And it's right. like, well, What's that's that what you paid worth? the split for. Yeah. You know, the split yep. is your overheads sometimes, not all the time, right? Sometimes you have a bad split. But a lot of times that split is so worth paying. a split for people that don't a know. A split <laughs> is what you we'll call it what you give to the house, right? So you have um on a commission, you split that commission anywhere between 50 50 is, you know, for really the newer agents all the way up to maybe 80 85%. And then there's those brokerages who will say after you hit a certain number, you know, call it 20,000, they're capped. But yeah. here's the caveat to that. And this is what we did that I think, again, Keller Williams is so unique in doing. For me, I had been the top producer at my offices for seven years at Sotheby's and some of these other agencies. The problem was I never got a true 100%. So I'm feeding into the pot at whatever that is, 7%, 10%, always. And it gets to the point for agents after you do a certain number, you're like, what the what hell? What? Yeah. You know, okay, I'm paying the same thing that the guy sitting next no to me is doing. Back. And he's got all the same, you know, luxuries and benefits that I do. It gets a little cumbersome. So what we do at Keller Williams, which I thought this was insanely brilliant, um, and it says something about the company, we have a true cap. You hit a number, 
you know, it depends on the office, anywhere between fifteen to thirty thousand dollars, you truly get a hundred percent. It's done. not a hundred percent minus the franchise fee, right, right. minus the desk fee. It is one hundred percent. So you know, going in, your goal is to hit that mark, and for the rest of that year, it's you really you. do get that. That's really genius because I, I mean, we've had agents on, and I've always thought, what. You know, you, you tell your stories about how you were an agent and you left to start your own place. You left to start your own. How do how are these brokers protecting themselves from their losing their agents? And uh, I mean, it's genius. Well, you've got to provide services. You got to provide value. Will pay, right? value. People right. will pay that cap, that whatever is, if there's value provided. And I think that that's really where a and lot of them. Here's what people don't get: agent at domain. Why would you leave? I mean, you got a beautiful office right down. It's not just that him, though. You know? It's not that. It, it, for me, it's like it, okay, if I'm like a real estate agent, I did like six million last year, right? <clears throat> And I don't have any support. I'm probably going to do six or seven or five, whatever it is. The next year after that, it's who, what, who's going to get me to 10? And that's the magic. Right. Question. That's the question. It's like, who's going to, where's the value? Like, dude, you can get a hundred percent of nothing that's and it's right. nothing. Right? That's exactly so, it. You nailed it. Right. What are you paying for? If you're paying for some, like if you can have someone accelerate your business, who cares? Well, you're paying for, you should be paying for growth. Yeah. You should be paying for the creation of a professional um, career. And that is, that is truly unique to anywhere I've been when I see what Keller Williams did. There's, Ke- there's Keller Williams University. We have classes in our office daily, two to three classes. I teach classes, some of the agents, and it's not classes that are, you know, by some outside source. Sometimes mm-hmm. they are, but sometimes they're not. Bob and Smith is here today. Right. It's yeah. a combination of needs and wants. Um, and the education provided at this office is 100% to build agent businesses. And they, they have those resources daily. I mean, you can sit at home and listen to pie. There's just anything you want. It's available to you because that's, that's the model of Keller Williams. Of listen, you, you, you I mean. bring a horse to the water, right? Yeah, at the end of the day, if you're yeah. not going to, that's the most you. you can do. Yeah. It's up to you. And right. some are going to utilize and some aren't in any industry. That's the case. So before we get to the topics, I do, you, you are, you are in an interesting segment of our business, especially here in Metro Detroit. What are you seeing in the luxury market? I mean, I think that tends to get hit first prior to like, if there's a correction in the market, the luxury market kind of is ahead of that a little bit. And when there's a rebound, it's kind of ahead of it too, right? It's a combination of factors that I've seen. So ultimately, yes, the the luxury market is always a slower paced market because, you know, you have less, it's a supply and demand situation. You have less demand, the higher you get, that's a, a, you know, million and a half, two million. Smaller population. You don't have, you're right, exactly. The air becomes thin at that point. However, it's in this area, especially Metro Detroit, I find it so interesting that people will stay within, you know, a 10 mile demographic Mm -hmm. for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. If you're in Birmingham, you're not leaving. They're in Birmingham, they're in Bloomfield, they're in Royal Oak, they're in, you know, Beverly Hills, they're in those, the, the hub of Oakland County. And so what you, in our area specifically, the trends are set by the lower end market because mm-hmm. if the lower end, the, you know, 150, 200, if, if those starter home houses aren't selling as quickly or aggressively, then, you know, those people are selling to buy their next step. Those people are selling to buy it's their step up and yeah. it's a domino effect. So that ripple effect, we watch the lower end market, you know, the Ferndales, the Royal Oaks to see what is going to be on trend for the higher end market. Um, and sometimes it's an indicator. Sometimes it's not, but it's all connected. It's connected to the stock market. It's connected to the energy and, you know, the, the political yeah, yeah, energy sure. that's happening. I mean, sure. we saw a complete, I mean, when I say halt, halt, 
in the last election at this, you know, the, the, the presidential election, everyone was holding their breath to figure out what was happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then in December, which is typically a slower month, boom, we yeah. were selling things. I was working Christmas Eve and you know, New Year's Eve and selling houses because people were trying to get in front of what they thought was going to mm-hmm. change for the political. Uh, which is um, a good move because in the spring it blew up even more. It blew up yeah. more. And in the high yeah. end market, those decisions and those policies put into effect will affect those borrowers or buyers much more, Absolutely. you know, because yeah, economic policy, does a lot of them are self-employed or executives, tax, and, tax implications. You know, those, There's a lot yeah. of things that go into it. Um, one more quick question before we get into our topics. What, what advice would you have for an agent that might, might be in the business for one or two years who's maybe stuck at 6 million, 7 million? How do, how do they break through that and kind of take their business to the 10, to the you know 20, whatever it may be? It's different for everybody, obviously, but, what I usually, I think it's important for every person to do, and I find it remarkable that that a lot of agents don't do this. You've got to create a business plan. You have to have, in my opinion, find yourself a mentor. Who is that person who's at 15, 20, 25 yeah. million? See if you can connect with them. Figure out where you're at. And I think that it's really an important thing for people to reflect every year what the strengths were. Where did the resources come from? Where did the business come from? Where did their, what's the main source of revenue? Who are your rainmakers? What worked? What didn't work? Are you advertising in the wrong places and spreading yourself too thin? There's so many things that I think people, um, a lot back to what we were talking about, don't get properly trained. So they just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks and they don't know where they threw it. But if you really have a straight a, a business plan and it doesn't have to be you know 12 pages just an outline where you're gonna what demographic you're gonna hit where you're gonna find those people how you're gonna market to those people what is going to be a good use of your time money and energy and then see if you can't find a mentor who is modeling the kind of business plan that you would maybe look for and see if you can't reach out to them and help them to at least guide that business plan and execute that's that's really important I mean just for the, what I got out of that is be a pro like if you're yeah. gonna do this, be a pro. Do it seriously. Uh, Don't try to figure it out by no, yourself, dude. It's not going to reinvent no that. Way. No, no, okay. no. But not I do happen. think another key thing to have in your business plan is, like you said, you're reflecting at the end of the year. But put that in your plan. Have a date where you revisit and and look back on what you did and, and adjust your plan. Accordingly. It should be quarterly. Actually, we look. You at should have a date instead yeah. of just you know, oh, whenever I feel like it. I think the biggest thing is is closed mouths do not get fed. Right, like whether that's. Picking up the phone and dialing, you know, when asking you're slow, for help. asking for help, bugging people, talking to a mentor. Like, I can't believe how many people are in this business who are like just plateauing because they don't reach out to someone who's like doing it. We have a whole know? program called Ignite. That is a yeah. one month program at KW that teaches you exactly that. How, and, and I took it. I've been in the business and a top producer. I said, geez, I'm taking this. And it's never don't stop learning. Don't become complacent. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, that's where they lose at the high end. They come off the other side. They were the $20 million, $25 million broker. They fall off. And then they fall off. So you can't you can't become complacent. Right. Well, the past Better few evolve. years, it's it's easy to, right? Oh, yeah. But next couple are going to really shape. Oh, All right. So so speaking of KW, uh, this is an interesting story. And I, and I, I saw it in Inman. Uh, Inman reported this. Basically, Zillow who has a platform where you can buy and sell houses on their website, um, a lot like Open Door and a lot of these companies that are doing this now, they're really pushing this quite aggressively. Uh, a, a An office, the Redbud Group uh, at Keller Williams in South Park uh, in North Carolina has actually teamed up with Zillow 
uh, to basically do their, 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 their sales transactions through their website, which is interesting because the reason this is interesting to me, because it's the, not the first time, but it's been happening. Like the premier uh, Remax team has done it. Century 21 has done it. We're seeing mortgage, I mean, uh, real estate groups teaming up with Zillow, which is odd. It's really weird to me. They're like the enemy, right? They're going to take your job, right? But th- I think these people are thinking we better get on the train because that's where it's going. So being that you're a, uh, a Keller Williams uh, owner and you're part of that group, how does – like what, what do you think that means? You know what I mean? Like it's weird to me. It, 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 listen, what, what's the phrase? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean if it, – and it's, it is true. The reality is Zillow's not going away. No, dude. And – Neither is the internet, thank God. But <laughs> um, I guess that could be good. Yeah. The the it is a true fact that eighty nine percent of people will look online for a house before they even contact an agent. For sure. The days of the agent being the info source are gone. So people are n- more knowledgeable when they come to a broker than sometimes the actual broker is because of the information that's out there. So with Zillow being, and it, it kills us in the in, in the industry because. Zillow is, quite frankly, not the most accurate. I mean, if you're going to look for something and get information, that's probably not what we would direct you to because it just is not as Mm-mm. but for whatever reason it's the one people they're like yeah. they're winning they you know people like the use of their platform mm-hmm. it's easy so you go with it um but the re- I think the reason for Keller Williams connecting with Zillow the way they did is because, well, two reasons. Number one, Keller Williams, I mean, Gary Keller specifically, is always, they're always trying to be 10 steps ahead. I right. mean, he's their the, technology, yeah, the platforms, it is mind-boggling mm-hmm. how aggressive these guys are to try to get in front of any trends in the industry to make sure that their agents have the tools and are ready for whatever's to come. Well, Zillow is... You know, one of those. So by by combining efforts, it's a, you know you can't beat them. Join a mentality. So you have if if anyone's ever gone in Zillow, which most people I'm sure who are listening have, right. you know that when you open up a page and you look for a house, you'll see a list of pictures of agents that uh-huh. are called the premier agents. That's obviously a paid advertisement. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay for that. Platform, you, you and it's a lot. It's you a lot add, you know, money. we buy zip codes. It's a lot. You buy lead gen. I mean, agents buy that positioning. So the unfortunate part is most of the people who will call assume that that picture of that agent is the listing agent all the time, oh. and it's not. Oh. So it's false advertising. No, yeah. we get, I get calls on it. Yeah, we. I want to buy this house. We're premier lenders on Zillow or whatever, right? And- it's yeah, like, dude, I'm not selling this house. I'll I'll finance it. Well, and the unfortunate part is, it's it's a it's a a bit of a uh, bait and switch to the to the consumer because they're looking they're trying to get direct information from the agent who they think has all of that yeah. information and that's not who they're getting trickery it's a little well, bit these of trickery. are how all the I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars of Zillow leads are being bought right I mean, and they call me daily to buy more yeah. buy more buy more I don't buy mm-hmm. any quite frankly, because I have a different kind of business philosophy that yeah. I don't have those leads. But if you're like a 180K agent, I mean... It's a great to, source. You have you know? to. So what Keller Williams did is they said, wait a minute, we're going to join, but we're going to make anyone who's a Keller Williams agent, you get your own listing. You get your own name and, and photo on your listing. So an exclusive Zillow listing. It is, it, well, semi-exclusive. So what it does is the first picture to come up 
is truly the listing agent. And then the premier agents will be underneath, but it's not going to come up the way it populates now. But that's only specific to Keller Williams agents. So Gary Keller and whoever the powers that be said, listen, we we want our agents to get their listings and to be able to answer questions to the consumer who has questions specific to their Mm -hmm. property. And potentially double dip that sale. Yeah, I just want to say this. So in the third quarter of 2018, Zillow purchased purchased 168 homes and sold 36, generating 11 million in revenue. It's just the tip of the iceberg, right? I mean, they're just in a few markets right now, and this is going to really kind of start ramping up. So um, I feel like it's dangerous, but to to your point, it's almost like you have to sleep with the enemy on some level, right? You got to keep them close. What were those numbers? 168 homes and sold 36. They generated $11 million in revenue. This is ju- They just started this, by the way. Right. Um, I'm just thinking that number is a little skewed because obviously the net revenue is not there if they bought 100. All right, dude. I don't know. I mean, the net revenue. What are you talking about right now? <laughs> they spent more than they, they made. Probably, but they can lose. They can, they can yeah, afford to no, lose. I know. Millions. Yeah, this is a beta test for them, yeah, right? Exactly. They're, they're just beta They don't care. They'll, they'll lose millions of dollars on this because we're paying them. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the that's Crazy. the part. We're funding our so replacement. The message there, and this is what we tell our agents in their office. Here's the message. Yeah, there will always be competitors. I mean, listen for those of us who have who are not thirty, who've been in the business <laughs> a little longer, <laughs> who have watched trends go up and down. What we know is there's always we had. I mean, you guys probably don't remember this, but about 10 years ago, there were the discount brokerages, mm-hmm. right? Because it was so easy to sell your house. So well, easy. Still so there, there were, you know, give us 500 bucks and we'll list it. We'll, we'll put it over. The bottom line is this. If you are an agent and don't provide service to your clients, there will always be competition, whether it's Zillow or it's somebody else. If you are not an agent who's knowledgeable, who's educated, who your clients feel like they are afraid of doing this without you because you're bringing something to the table, you have to bring value. And when you bring value, you can charge for the value. That's right. And they're happy to give it to you because they know that they're protected, that you're not, that you're going to get the job done that they need and they feel that they're in the right hands. And that is the best message to any broker out there. Yeah. Make sure you're providing a service and a value add to your clients or Zillow or anybody else is going to take it away. A hundred. It doesn't matter who it is. Right? doesn't matter who it is. Be the best in your, in your profession. You're always going to be okay. That's it. That's the way I look at it. Like the best garbage man is going to be okay. Right? Yeah. If they change garbage. So anyways, uh, so uh, stock market plunges 800 <clears throat> points yesterday. That's a big drop, boys and girls. Uh, it, it like the market's kind of uh, shaky. Like, you know, they jumped up the day before because we got a deal done with China. Um, but we the, didn't. the market is skittish. Like, like it's, it's a little freaked out. And, you know, to, to, to be fair, it's, it's, I think it's overbought a little bit. It's, it's, it's been high. It's been, we've been on this like, like it's it heated up so much. I'm actually happy about this because it was, I think it was overheating. I think the whole market was overheating. I think I mean, everything's overheating. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So at some point you got to have a correction. I think it's the right thing to do. Cause if we kept going in the way that we were going, we we're going to blow up. It, it, and that's true for, I think, the housing market, too. Yeah. There's no question. They, they go hand in hand. We all know that. And it's oftentimes it's just a self-fulfilled prophecy in, in, in economics, right? You project what you think is going to happen yeah, and then make it happen. recession, you're going to have a recession. Well, dude. yeah, you start thinking about it. People say, you know, oh, I better start, you know, spend less, do yeah, less. Yeah, tighten up a little bit and then it right, just happens. It just happens. But the stock market is going to, I think, continue to be volatile because I think there's a lot of uncertainty, again, from the top down. We have mm-hmm. in our political, political system what's yeah. happening in trade, what's happening over overseas. You've got so many unknowns that are going to continue that volatility. And it's it's 
it's really, I think, more emotionally driven. All emotional. So All, I agree with that. 100%. Yeah, it's emotionally yeah. driven in in gut sometimes versus real accurate, you know, data. I, understanding the market is understanding human nature. That's right. Honestly. And that market ties directly in with the real estate market. When people mm-hmm. are driving around and they start seeing more and more signs and the sold signs take longer to go up and they get more nervous and it, it is it does go hand in hand. A hundred percent. But my whole thing is from a from from a money standpoint, right now, if I'm looking to this is how this affects the real estate market, I'm reading all these headlines. How does it affect my mentality for buying? And selling. Well, a lot of times it's helpful to the real estate market. If the stock market feels too volatile, people will move their money from mm-hmm. the stocks to real estate. Um, real estate, depending on the area, and, and, and the, there's all these, you know, the REITs and all these different kinds of um, programs that you don't want to buy necessarily a house, right. but you can buy something that is like a mutual fund mm-hmm. of homes. Right. REITs, yeah. And that is, they'll move into that. Um, It'll it'll go back and forth. Diversifying your portfolio is obviously the best way to keep stable in a very unpredictable time. And this is unpredictable. I think everyone, if we're going to predict something, I think we're seeing a slowdown. For sure. I I agree with that. And it's a necessary, to your point, I do believe that it's a necessary correction. It's absolutely needed. I will tell you this. Everybody's like, I'm afraid of real estate. It's volatile because everybody thinks 2008. Well, guess what, dude? It rebounded pretty well. Oh Every market's back. volatile. Well, and real estate's and, tangible. And it imploded. Right? I mean, real estate's there. It's an actual asset that you own. You can rent it. You can sell it. You mm-hmm. can do multiple things to it. I mean, there's a whole secondary market with notes and things like that that uh, people get into when the stock market it's is It's a unsure, pillar right? of our economy, a huge pillar. And that's why in 2008, when it imploded, it was so catastrophic. We're not going to see that again. No, no, and I think that's the question I get all the and time. it's not happening. 2008, 2008, Stop 2009. About it. The reality is 2008 and 9 was a perfect storm of so many sources mm-hmm. coming from, you know. Bad loans. Oh, my God. Bad loans. Crazy and, loans. And, and bad interference from, you know, AIG and these and that. It just was ridiculous what was happening and how that was allowed to just implode our entire economy. But what we're seeing today, or what we're, I believe we're going to see in the next 18 months, is a correction. It's a typical mm-hmm. correction. If you look historically over 10-year trends of anything, you'll see, you know, an up and down and up and down. We took a crash in 2008, but those, I think the... Well, we know that there are now laws and guidelines and things that are in place mm-hmm. to prevent what we ran into with that perfect storm in in, yeah. in seven eight we learned nine. From it. We learned from it. Yeah. It's been corrected. I think it got overcorrected for a while. Yeah, I think people have what I call selective amnesia, and they <laughs> you know forget that maybe they shouldn't you know yeah. overextend because it, everyone everything's easy. It's easy. So you will continue to see that, but it'll be. A correction. A It'll normal, be a softer landing. Yeah. It'll be a softer landing. I am absolutely sick of hearing all these like like as you see these headlines. Doom and gloom. The biggest drop in the and I'm like, dude, it like it's not going to be catastrophic. We will survive. We had one of the worst situations of all time in 2008. We're all sitting here doing a podcast on real estate. And do you remember? I don't know if you remember this Mitch album. I think it was. Yeah. Did a whole um, article on Detroit in that year, and it was. Someone said the last one out, turn out the lights, right? They thought Detroit was, we're going to go into Middle Earth. If you remember, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was serious. If you remember that Eminem, yeah. it wasn't Eminem, it was, well, he was in it, the but Cadillac. it was the Chrysler commercial. Oh, the yeah. And Eminem was doing, and, and that, that 
commercial was so intense because it really, for it those of us who are Detroiters, I remember that. It was yeah. during and the Super Bowl. we saw those during the Super Bowl, yeah. and it said, this is what we do. And if anybody would have yeah. predicted yeah. 10 years later what Detroit was going to look like now. It's not Middle Earth. It is, it is far from it's a mini it. Manhattan right and now. And it it's is crazy. booming. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we should have all been buying. We're idiots. Up, you know, totally yeah. idiots. And we are not in real estate. <laughs> yeah, like, what the I know. hell? Like, we could have bought a million I, know, I had a conversation with a client yesterday. He was like, I don't know about buying this condo. But I'm like, how much is it? It's like 180. I'm like, Jump Buy it. it. Yeah, <laughs> things yeah. gonna be worth like three hundred grand in a couple of years. It's yeah. insane. Sales taking up. Where is it at? Because that's <laughs> a different. That's a whole different market, separate from the everything right. else. Suburbs, right. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like it, there's actually something that's influencing it right there. It's Detroit's even taken away from Royal Oak. For people yeah, are moving absolutely. down there. It's yeah. taken away from Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. People yeah. are going down there. The young. I mean, it's it's the hip, cool, vibrant place it's to go. I mean, I love there? going it's down when there. There's services. I feel like it's just getting started. There's things that are. Well, what Gilbert has done down there and it's the, the Hermanos and, Listen, and you can, you yeah. talk, you can talk as are... much shit as you want about them. You really can. But they are – they've pumped – I mean – so much money into that area. I mean, it wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't not for that. a so, chance. So stop talking bad about them just because you think they make more money than you. Hey, they earned more money. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how I yeah. say you yeah. earned more money. You can still talk bad. It's like about the them. people <laughs> complaining about the. It's a, it's a healthy check. Nah. People complaining about the Little Caesar guy on top of the Little Caesars Arena. It's like. Really? It's yeah. his, that's his really? house, dude. Yeah, that yeah. thing was built on Hot and Ready's, brother. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> you, know? right. you eat a Hot and Ready? You're that's welcome. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. That, next topic, guys. Uh, so this one's really interesting. Airbnb is getting into the home buying business. They're going to start building homes designed for sharing. So this sharing thing, like you know, Uber of everything, right? You can share everything now. You sh- I can share my car. I can share my house. I can share my underwear. I don't know. Right? Like, <laughs> you like, can't share your underwear. Nobody wants nobody it. Nobody wants that. Uh, <laughs> but basically, I mean, this is really interesting because like – so they're saying basically homes today – aren't really built for the sharing economy, right? So what they're, they're going to do, what they're thinking about doing is creating, you know, technology in the home for sharing, uh, security systems for sharing, like just something very specific. So if I want to buy a, a, a home in a hot area, let's say I want to buy a home in Detroit, which I think is a great market for Airbnbs right now. Um, all of a sudden it's like, well, I buy, an, I buy a condo, but it's not really built for sharing, right? It's, it's a house, right? It's interesting. Well, what's going to be real interesting is that, you're going to, I believe, and this is, who knows, because this is obviously not, um, you know, right now happening. They're in the midst of it, but you're going to have association issues. You're going to have, oh, people are going to piss. Insurance issues. Yeah. How do you insure that? How is it renter's insurance? Is right. it homeowner's insurance? Do you have content insurance? Do you have liability insurance? Do you have, are the associations, if you're in a condo, for example, and you have one Airbnb, what is your association document saying about how often you can rent? That's a very typical thing in an association. They've got to, uh, yeah, adapt it's to that. It's typically now. Yeah. a minimum six months to a year because they don't want the rotation. Right. Then you have the fear factor of, what if you're renting it to some goofball that, you know, is now moved in next to, I don't know, you Who know whatever, it could be any, 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 any weird any, scenario. A, right. And they are my neighbor and I've got people rotating in and out of that house all the time. As my neighbor, I'm not comfortable right. with that. So you're going to have, I think, some pushback, but you can, there's going to be areas that are going to be easier to do that in. Mm-hmm. And I think the concept is great because I do believe it's going to push the hotel market and other yeah. ways that we have always considered, just like you said, Uber, the ways that we have thought about business and trends are all changing if yeah. we can change it correctly. It's a really bold move and it's futuristic, but I think it's going to pay off in the long run. I mean, but, I mean, it's awesome. The, the thing though that, um, 
I think they just have to look out for is taking away from the actual Airbnb experience that a lot of people actually look for, right? Like, I would say a segment of people go and it's like, whatever, Airbnb is cheaper, right? It's better. But some people are like, I want to be immersed in the, in the city, in the city yeah, and yeah, yeah. the host lived there for 30 years. And, right. You know, they're, they have everything out on the table. Here's cool places to go. I mean, who's going to be the host? Well, because right. I think it's still owned by the person. It's not, Airbnb doesn't own the property. They're just building to sell to you. And then you Airbnb it out. It's not their personal property. Mm, maybe. I, that wouldn't make sense. I mean, so then what's, what's in sense. it for them? So they're building it. Unless they're selling it at a. And then they're selling it at a profit and they're looking at. Well, well they're, they're probably looking at it as like a lease rental opportunity. Well, no, no, think about it. So they're setting it up as it. Yeah. They're building homes that they can sell for a profit. Right. So they're a builder now. And then they also get the revenue from the Airbnb. So yeah. it's twofold now. They're building it designed I mean, it would to make be an sense, Airbnb. They could also Airbnbs. own it and then have all these assets themselves too. So I don't know. No, literally, a lot they're of building yeah, it yeah, to yeah. sell. Yeah, they're not going to. They're, 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 they're not holding stops, the assets. They're not going to hold That's it. interesting. Now, what stops anybody from doing that? Why couldn't I go build, you know, or, or build or build? That, that could risk. be the trend. Our risk. We, we, we're, we're leaving. The risk is we got to talk. We, well, okay, that, that's the end of the show. We got to talk because okay. that's a great idea. Okay. Why don't no, we do that? Why, why wouldn't someone do that? I was like, why that? is he ending that? It's the risk. Risk versus reward. Airbnb has... A vested interest in doing it, but why wouldn't we Not build out Airbnb? Why couldn't you just? Why couldn't anybody apply that business philosophy, model. business model to doing this? We build Airbnb I mean, ready theory, homes. We could, yeah. You build them a little more. I would. Well, I'll, I'll shut up. Well, I think uh, we're going to talk about that. The big, the, a big thing too <laughs> is, is that they have the ability. I have all kinds of ideas right now. I just, I next topic: the ability <laughs> to build in areas that we have no idea, right? I mean, they right. could be building Airbnbs and. Costa Rica, Japan. Right. You know. well, they probably have some kind of a deal when they we sell the house. Yeah, we could talk probably right. all the. I mean, if they were smart, they'd doing. sell the house for a premium, but they'd give them a discount on the. They've been working fees. on this for two years. We don't it's know. Actually, anything. it's listen. Here's what's so cool: even like Zillow, Airbnb, mm. all of these companies are really. I mean, they are getting so creative, and it. Cha- what I love is it's so healthy. Mm-hmm. Shaking things it up. It shakes things up. It keeps you thinking, keeps you moving. Complacency is no longer something anyone can afford. Well, dude, to think do. about what we're talking about. Right, just today, right? Zillow changing the market, right. Airbnb changing the market, Uber's changing. The, there's so much innovation, and, and 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 this is pointing for everybody that's listening, us in this room. If you're not prepared to innovate and change your game, you mm-hmm. will you will not survive in this business. No. And I, mean, I mean, the whole technology's coming in. You better either be able to assimilate with some some of this stuff or create your own stuff. But there's no way that what we did ten years ago or five years How ago, about or even five two, minutes ago, yeah, five mm-hmm. minutes is going to work. Five years this from now. summer, right. it's over. Right. No, this it's over. It's constantly you know, moving. That market's it's over. Flip the page. Yeah. It's going to be the hardest lesson for all the broker owners that we were talking about that aren't immersed, that aren't in the trenches, that are out golfing every day. They're, they don't know what's happening. They're going to be gone. They're There's gonna, still people writing like handwritten. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, people, I get like, How many people have we worked with that have been like uh, they worked with us at like UWM or something like that? They're like, yeah, I had you know title company, mortgage company, real estate. I was making a million dollars a year. Defunct. What the hell are you doing here, brother? Yeah, making did, forty G's with me. Well, you didn't you know, like, I didn't what are you doing? <laughs> got to be ahead of it, man. You got to look for all the landmines and be prepared for them. And if you're not, do any of you know? There's a million landmines that I see and we see, but there's a, millions of other ones that we don't see. Well, the other thing about all this great, you know, innovation, which we are definitely a part of, and it's exciting. There's a lot of scams involved with totally. it too. Oh, so yeah. Airbnb. Just on that note, I had this gorgeous multi-million dollar house that was listed and people are putting false airbnb rentals so the homeowner gets this knock on the door and the guy 
oh, had dude. rented Whoa. the house as an Airbnb, was planning this whole big party DJ, this Whoa. whole thing, and had to call it up. Now, here's the killer. This is, this is really what's weird. Normally, you would just think, okay, someone went online and did something stupid. Yeah. This person... Was so brazen. They actually met at the house. Took pictures of the inside with the person. They took my pictures off the oh, internet, shit. and then said, "Yeah, we're um, we can't go in right now. There's a renter in it. There's somebody else for the Airbnb. <laughs> oh, but man. here's the let's walk the outside. What took crazy. the deposit and was gone. So what's really genius? Un- <laughs> you hope they use their genius for something a little bit more genius, beneficial, yeah. but. Now, by um, the way, criminals are really smart. They, they are so and, smart. Use your brains for did, something perfectly They did all good. that for probably yeah. a grand. Yeah. Right? Risk grand. getting shot. But the innovation involved in doing that is crazy. If they could turn that into something Take positive. Take your time and man. commitment and do something good to generate some better right. things. But so yeah. <laughs> now we are on to three questions for Renee. Oh, this is uh, this is how we end all our shows now. We've, this is a new thing that we do. Uh, question number one. Are you ready, Renee? I think. I'm okay. Little... Who in the industry is most are you most impressed by in today's market oh that's a really really good a person question. a like person a, a company a it's like a, a role it's, it's who is the question i'm not changing the question it's who there's so many interpretations it's, a, it's an individual it could be anything it's just whatever you want hmm. <laughs> i i'm gonna this is gonna sound cliche but i'm actually really the most impressed with gary keller okay that's and good. and i did not okay did not expect that. I am a. I don't drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a girl who didn't rush like a sorority in college. Like yeah. I was like, yeah, you want me? No, no. sorry, nonconformist. But you're I, impressed. I'm so impressed by how um, how progressive and how dedicated and how much um, commitment this company continues to give to their agents. It's just, it's mind boggling to me because I've never experienced anything like that, at least in the industry and not in teaching either. So without a doubt, the people at the top of, of Keller Williams have impressed me when I thought for sure I was going to be like, I was so not ready to be impressed by them. And I am, I am. That actually speaks volumes actually more so than someone that drinks the Kool-Aid. It's like, dude, I wasn't expecting it. And then all of a sudden, okay, now I'm listening because you add value. They took, it took me two years to agree to go to Keller Williams. Really? Two years because I was like, nope, nope, nope. Nope. Not putting one of those red and white signs in front of my lawns. (laughs) I mean, I literally, that's what I told them. (laughs) And here I am. But I did change the colors a little bit. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I did notice that. All right, next question. What scares Renee Acho? (gasps) Ooh, a lot of things. (laughs) Oh, my God. What scares me? What scares me? Um... Uh, aside from the obvious, you know, God forbid, you know, kids or whatever, no, whatever. Those are all the obvious. Yeah. But what scares me is that I will become some of the agents that I see who I really, really looked up to, you know, when I got in the that industry. Anyway, yeah. And I, and that, do, it, it like freaks me out because mm-hmm. you look at them and they were the agents, right? Mm-hmm. I remember going to work at one of the offices and, one of these people that I mentioned was there and I was like nervous. I'm like, Oh my God, right. she's in the copy machine. You know, it's like a celebrity <laughs> to me, you know? Right. And then now I'm looking and I'm like, where'd you Holy go? Where'd you shit. been? Seriously. And so that freaks me out. Cause I've watched them go from the top, yeah. kind of sink down and, and they're going to fade away. It's hard to maintain. So creating the business model that will continue even when I'm, 
maybe. So you're afraid of failure. Tired. I'm afraid of I'm afraid of not staying up with what I need to to continue well, to be you wanna, innovative. You want to go out. You don't want to. You don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to fade you away. Want your jersey. You want to decide when you go away. That's no, right. No. Yeah. You want That's your jersey right. hung. You That's don't want right. to. You don't want to be Allen Iverson. Have a long career that ends up like shit. It's like know? yeah, what did I just do that for? You right. know, oh, she you used go, to be a killer. Right. right. <laughs> you know, like, right. like so there's a eulogy, and it's like, well, she was good at one right. point, right? Right. Yeah. No, don't All want right. that to happen. Last question: What is your least favorite thing about real estate? Um, my least favorite thing is also my favorite thing. Okay. So it's, and I tell. I tell agents this too. The good news about real estate is that there it's there are no hours. And the bad thing about real estate <laughs> is that there are no hours. Yeah, yeah. So it's really very, very difficult. And this is something that I've learned and, and I hopefully continue to to build on. Um, is creating balance because it's really easy to always have your phone attached to you and feel the need to always be doing that and to mm-hmm. create a business that gives you a little bit of balance is it's hard and I have, I've gotten there. Um, I continue to work on it because there's never complete balance, but I think that that's my, my favorite and my least favorite thing is that there really are no parameters and you constantly feel like you're on call. You know, you're always on, Mm -hmm. you'll go to a restaurant Mm -hmm. and someone will come up to you, you go to the bar, you go to a wedding, you go to the grocery store. Texting now too. It's like, Oh yeah, they, if they don't, if you don't answer the phone, then they text you, then they email you. Well, you know, Sunday all night, hey, do you have time? Carrier pigeon. Hey, yeah, I'm in. Ch- I mean, people will be like, I'm in China. I can right. only talk at midnight. It's right. like, yeah. well, all right. I guess I'm it. up at midnight. Get some yeah. Red Bull. That's right. Well, here's Get here's the here's the thing about that. If you're actually really driven, it's difficult to turn off. It's the it, but a lot of agents are just like, I, I'm well, gonna stop at the six. The thing is, yeah. though, so that's probably because I I'm I feel the same. Like that's my biggest thing that I love and hate about what I do is you know. But it's how I built my business, right? Was always being available, always being that guy. And for me to let that go, I feel like I'm letting myself down, right? Yep. And I'm letting deals die and I'm giving away business to other people, right? And it's it's tough. And they expect you to answer. We have set that precedent. They expect you to be available. And so it is hard. You know, the good news about it as a mom with three kids. It, I never had to miss a dance class. I yeah. never missed a soccer That's game. I never, you know, I, yes, I'm sitting in the line at, probably you know, checking your email during it. Check though. the whole yeah. time. <laughs> and there's no question, but you're there. And, yeah. and yeah. you can't, nothing's perfect, right? So as a mom who wanted to be with her kids, mm-hmm. my, I, my choice was to hire an assistant instead of hire a nanny. And I'm, you know, yeah. I was with my kids. Way better. Yeah. But you balance that and it's the good news and the bad news of it. So right. yeah. it's, to completely detach, though, is so hard. Wow. I don't know if I've gone on vacation the past three years and actually really enjoyed it. Indeed, you know, yeah. I'm like, back of my head, I'm like, shit. Yeah. You know, I sent the loan docs out, but I'm in Spain and I don't have Wi-Fi and right. I need to go find a cafe. And my buddies are like, dude, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? You yeah. know, I'm... My job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. Well, I can't pay for the plane ticket if I don't do it. So, come on. You know, it's it's tough. But it's also, like you said, it's beautiful, too. That's it, Renee. Tell the audience if they're looking to get a hold of you, how they can get a hold of your you, your team, however you want. I, I, it's real simple. ReneeAtcho.com is our website. Um, you can find us on LinkedIn, on uh, Instagram, on Facebook. It's Renee Lassia Atcho. 
um, real estate group. And we are out there and available for any questions that you may have. And thank you for having me today. Renee, this was thank a lot you of so fun. much. Thank you so much for doing the show. You didn't have to. You probably didn't want to, but I'm, I'm glad you showed up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I re- really appreciate it. you have a wealth of knowledge. Renee is one of the good ones. So if anybody is looking, I think Renee is an open book. She's always answered my call. So if you ever need anything, call her incessantly. Um, so thank you, everyone. <laughs> Back to the no balance. Back to the no balance. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone that's been listening, that's been commenting, that's been giving us reviews. We really appreciate all the support uh, online. Sweden. Sweden is big. They just would you guys just email me and let me know who you are because you guys just keep listening to our show. I really appreciate it. Um, that's it, man. We're all done. Oh, Sal, uh, what are you going to do for your birthday, buddy? Work. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> that's what he does. Work, 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 it's work. thirty. It's not you know twenty one. So well, thirty's uh, a big. Thirty's a big, a big one. one. That's yeah. A, at least half no, hour. yeah. Thirty's in the new, You're the old new twenty. Sal. By the way, thirty is the new twenty. Yeah, your, your no, life, I think it is. Life is no. going to start now. I mean, no, it doesn't. Well, it's because you look like you're 50. All right, everyone. Uh, We love you. Have a great day. Thanks. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available. 